Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. Hope everybody is uh, strong, stronger than last week. Uh, those that are here live, thanks so much for being here. For those that are here any day of the week, thanks so much for uh, for tuning in. Whenever it is that you're tuning in, it's been a trying weekend as we are watching the uh, the tragedy in Mayron unfold, hearing the stories of heroism, the stories of, of people's lives, the stories of faith. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable on so many levels, on so many levels, on so many levels. It's unbelievable the the sadness. It's unbelievable the the faith that we see from the people that are there. Stories of people helping each other out, putting themselves at risk. Stories of people holding on to their beliefs in the most trying of times. I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about what we're going through. It's very much related to what we've been talking about, but I've been thinking about it a lot this weekend. You know, when something something happens, we should never know any more pain or suffering. When something happens like this, there's this initial resistance that we feel towards sadness. Sadness is an uncomfortable feeling and we don't want to feel it because we don't want to feel uncomfortable. So what happens is we try to resist it. And the way we resist sadness is we are trying to come up with reasons why either it shouldn't apply, how we're different, how it's not really impacting us. Trying to find distinguishing factors from the people that were involved to us. For some, it's it's anger, looking for someone to blame. If there's someone out there to blame, then the feeling of sadness becomes directed to something or someone else. So now I don't have to feel the sadness. It doesn't come at me. I get to direct it out to others. It was this person's fault. It was that person's fault. And you're seeing this play out now. For some, it reveals deeper issues that were always there with other types of Jews, with God. And it just allows those feelings to manifest. It's a lot of this is just a mechanism that we have to prevent us from feeling sad because sad is, is hard. And what happens during these periods of time is that we're constantly trying to find something. And what we end up doing is focusing our efforts at the wrong place. You know, I remember, I don't know this, but people that are watching may, I had a friend of mine that was an expert at martial arts. I don't know the type of martial arts. All I know is that he probably could have killed anybody within three seconds. And that's about the extent of it. He can break boards. He can break, I don't know what, 
like he's the dude that like looks like a you know and he's it, the guys who are like expert at martial arts are always like the skinniest looking guys who you think gets beat up first in a fight you know they're like some scrawny guy in the corner you're like please and the guy ends up like you know killing 40 people you know like those guys those those types and it's all like in their mind like you know, like like they catch the fist that was the type of guy this guy was he was explaining to me that the martial arts that he was learning at the time that we were talking about it years ago. And for those who are watching, you may know this. I don't. Is that there's a certain type of martial art that doesn't, that uses the force of the other person. Maybe they all do. So there's some martial arts, I guess, that when you're fighting, you're trying to outdo the other person, block them and attack there are some types of martial arts is you're using the force of the other person against them. I don't know if it's judo, Michael jumped in. It could be. And what, if you can almost get into this, what, what, what takes place in the minds of the martial arts warrior is a shift from resisting to using. I'm trying to, prevent anything being thrown at me a punch a kick so i'm blocking i'm resisting and i'm attacking and what shifts in the mind of the martial arts warrior is i am not doing that as much what i'm going to do now is i'm going to in a way accept the force coming at me the negative force coming at me and then train myself to be able to accept that force and it, and be able at a moment to turn the force into something positive for me. So I'm not accepting it to a level where it becomes a punch and it hits my chest. That's too far. I am learning how to accept it almost beforehand so that I can redirect it and it could become my greatest ally. That shift is a whole lot harder than resisting or than recovering. It's, as Rob just said, leveraging. It's a much harder game. This is the world that many of us find ourselves in now, which is sadness is an emotion. Sadness is an, is, is an emotion. It is something that increases your emotional energy. And the truth is, if you do have a sadness to what happened in Mayron, it's quite amazing. Because most people don't know people that passed away in Mayron. They know people that know people. They may be two or three degrees away separated from somebody, but thank God. Many people, especially in America, don't really know those that passed. And the fact that our hearts are broken is such an incredible indication of what we feel about each other. And if you, if you do, it's even harder. But even if you don't, the fact that your heart is broken is, it's, it's, it's an indication that you're connected. It's you're connected and that's very healthy.
right? If, if, you know, God forbid someone gets into an accident and they prick the person's leg and the person's in pain, that's a very positive sign. The person wasn't in pain, it'd be a very negative sign. If you feel the tragedy of, of fellow Jews in Meron, in Israel, it means that your leg is alive. That means that the body is alive. The body of our people. The fact that we feel for each other. It's a tremendous, it's a tremendously positive thing. Really. Even though it hurts. Because it hurts. Because when we felt the prick, we all got into pain it shows that we're alive as one. It's a tremendous gift. And love hurts. Some people don't know what this feels like because they've, for whatever reason, closed themselves off. But if you allow yourself to love, it hurts sometimes. So there's a tremendous value in the sadness, but it's still sad. And so what many people are trying to do is resist it. Resist it, block it. Don't let it come in at all. And that that's that's okay. But sometimes it's impossible. And I found for me this weekend it was impossible. I don't want to come off as if I'm in any way more connected than anybody else. Really, here's where the work is. It's once the feeling comes in and we don't try to resist it with, it's his fault, it's their fault, it's their fault. They should have, they should have, they should have. All this stuff. It's okay for those that are like working it out. If you are in the government, you should be working out to see whose fault is it. If you're sitting outside Israel and watching it, like unless someone calls you to help them restructure this, the mountain, like it, it's just it's just a, a, a coping defense mechanism. Yeah, everyone's an expert now. And if you hear people sort of, I, I can't even imagine someone with the gall to do this, but I, there may be people that have the, the goal to sit around and go, it was like, they shouldn't have gone like all that stuff. Like, I can't even imagine there are people that would like do those things. It's just, it's, it's a defense mechanism, but sadness is an emotion. It's a punch. And it's a punch from a very powerful defense, defend, uh, opponent. And where we can become incredible people is if we start to practice the martial art of using the emotion for something positive. The way we emerge from this is if we take it and use them, use the feelings for positive. In the beginning, it's going to feel like this isn't helping or this is even appropriate. But when the the force of energy comes in and we use it to be nicer to other people. And we use it to do the things that we've been talking about on this show for so long. We've been speaking about accepting challenges, growing the roots 
having the tree that doesn't get blown over in the in the in the wind. This is exactly what this is. The whole tree example. This is the storm. We're in the storm right now. The storm hit Thursday night. It was a hurricane. And this is when the roots hold strong. This is when the challenges of life that we've been inching and inching and inching change the game. And so as the wind blows in, as the sadness comes in, as the energy comes in, as the punch comes in, the advice is not to necessarily block and resist. You can do that, but this is not going to work for a mass tragedy like this. The advice is to use it for positivity. What does it mean for my life? What kind of light do I share? How much more do I need to be reminded of how precious life is in order for me to do the thing I got to do? Like how many more things? Are you kidding me? Like I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for this. I'm still waiting to light up my life. I'm still waiting to do that thing that's meaningful. The energy that comes in could be turned into a positive force to change ourselves. To light someone else's life up. To recognize the value of life. To recognize the steward of time. There are people that are going through this and their faith in God is rock solid. I don't know if you saw the interview with that 10-year-old kid. There's a 10-year-old kid who just lost his brother. And they asked him how you can get through this. And he said, faith in God. And everyone, the whole crowd, he's 10. He's 10. He wasn't regurgitating that. It wasn't, he didn't press play on some tape recorder. And everyone's like, what did he just say? said, yeah, my faith is rock solid. And if we're living our lives and we're still shaking around because we haven't ever spent time delving into the creator of the world, well, guess what? Let's use this as a positive force to get get into it a little bit. Maybe I should spend a few more minutes studying it and, and talking about it and meeting with my rabbi about it so that this when the winds come through time i can i have a i am now stronger for it i don't just think of god as amazon.god if he's not delivering for me i'm out and then now my whole faith system is all my whole structure that i've built is 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 broken because i don't really know god i just sort of like say i do but i don't i'm still just like playing the game of like you know giving some sacrifices to the invisible king. I don't really get the whole thing. Well, guess what? There's a huge energy coming at you called sadness. Turn it into a positive force where you turn someone and go, can you explain this to me? Can I understand this better? I want to be stronger in this. There's a bigger world out there. I don't want to get knocked down so easily. I want to take it seriously. I want to learn about it. I want to study about it. I just don't want to use the same things that I learned when I was seven years old about God. I want to really have a sophisticated relationship with him so that I can really understand this better to the extent to which I can. The positive light of of seeing differences in people and being okay with them. Nobody looked at each other on that mountaintop and said, wait, what do you believe? What's your background? Why does why can't it be in the in, in the world of positive that I feel that way? What we can accomplish with this energy source coming at us 
And by the way, if you're not in the Israeli government, what else are you doing? What else are you doing with it? Why else do you have it? Why else are you seeing it? If you're not a force to heal, then what else is the force going to? To knock us over? To break us? To make us depressed? Is that what God wants? Depressed? To make us less? And I got to tell you something. This isn't going to feel real because it's not. It's You have to make it real. Because here's what happens. Because I know. Not because I'm an expert, because I'm feeling it. I'm just with you in this. It's hard to do. It's hard to do things that you can't do. After a while, the sadness becomes comfortable, believe it or not. You end up getting hooked. You end up getting hooked. And it's easier just to, to be blown over than it is to stand up against the wind. But that's not our job. If we really want to honor the memories of those that passed, we have to honor the memories by living. We have to honor their memories by doing more for them. I was on, some, I was on this live show on, month, on Saturday night, and we spoke about this idea of times 45. Multiply your light by 45 times. That's how you'll give them honor. 45 more, 45 more. If I was going to do it and I can't, I'm going to dig down into myself and I'm going to multiply my energy by 45. I'm going to fake it until I make it. I'm going to force it because it's in there. And if I don't want to bring it out myself, I'll do it for them. I'll do it for those that can. We got to be a force of good. We got to look into our lives and make changes. Really. We all know the stuff that we got to do to change. And all this I can't stuff is just nonsense. We can. And let's do it for them. Can you imagine if right now as I'm talking, there's a thing that you need, you, need, you know you need to do, and you never did it, but you need to do it. And you did it for them. You're taking the sadness and you're redirecting it into a positive light. You're bringing more light into this world. You don't just light candles. You become candles. That's where the custom comes from, I believe. Candles bring light. And if you notice when someone passes away, we light candles because we're trying to bring more light. Well, the greatest candle that we have is ourselves. And the greatest flame that we have is our soul. The little tea light's nice. But what's bigger than our own candle? That's how we do it. That's how our people deal with tragedy. We double the light. It's hard. But we owe it to them. We owe it to them. To appreciate what life really is. And to live a more meaningful, powerful life in their memory. And if we did this, what will happen in the beginning is it'll be uncomfortable. It'll feel fake. It won't feel real. But we will be building a channel 
from the sadness to the positive light until one day, I hope soon, it'll just feel normal. We'll be bigger people because of them. And we'll give them a tremendous amount of of nachas as they look down on us in heaven. All right. Gotta all be strong. There's a lot of light to bring to this world. You have a lot of light, a lot of light to bring to this world. We just got to get serious about it. All right, have a great day. We're on mission from now on. We have been given a mission from now on. No more playing around. It's about bringing light to everything around us. And with that, maybe may we be Zoha, may we have the, the, the honor of being part of the great light and seeing just all the good that can come to this world. Have an amazing day. Be strong. Bring light. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.